Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Lafondra looking to get side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. The best street food you can find in Reading. Absolutely. I'm pumping it up for you, Glenn, there for once. So it's a very upbeat Reading uh, fan site today. What would we say? Sum it up yesterday. I'd say a robust, hard-earned, Yet again, Reading FC showing a really ugly side to their game, which we love with a 1-0 win against Cardiff City away. And to help me talk through it, I've been joined by Dave Stevens. Hi, Paul. Good to be here. And I've also been joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. It's great to be here, Paul. Yep, back from your times in Spain. Yeah, made it back just in time to watch yesterday. It was a good timing as well. Beautiful, beautiful. So we're kind of going into the match and Liam Moore is back in the team. Any surprise about that, Dave? Because I thought he was going to be out for quite a while longer. Uh, surprised he was fit. Uh, once it was clear that he was fit, then I uh, wasn't that surprised that we brought a recognised centre-back back in, um, especially with the injury to Tetek. Uh, there was no no question of carrying on as we had um, uh, previously. So... Uh, just surprised that he got back so quickly. It looked, looked worse than uh, than it turned out to be when he went off. Yeah, another player missing out as well. We found out he's got a slight injury. We're not quite sure on the level of it. It sounds like a hamstring one for Halilovic. Uh, Alex, that's going to be quite a big loss, isn't it? He's been decent. Yeah, he's had a good few games since the international break. And I think it's it. he came off against Derby, didn't he? It's sometime in the second half. Um uh, it seems like it's probably related to that, uh, and it's unfortunate. But you've got to imagine if he's got a hamstring injury, it's going to be at least a at least a couple of months. So it's just another one to to add to the list, as it were. Yeah, let's hope. I mean, part of it's talking about it after the match was a bit more positive about it, but he's always very positive about injuries, and he said similar things about Lucas Jow last season. And then we were still talking about him being out injured three months later. So you're never quite sure. If he's telling the truth, but I understand that he's the manager and it's, it's a mind game as well. 
for positivity. So Cardiff start the match and they continued in the same fashion. Cross after cross, 51 crosses yesterday. Now, Dave, Mick McCarthy was saying after the match, we deserved a result. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. I'm stunned. It's an absolute disgrace. He didn't say that bit, but I've added that bit. He's probably thinking that. But at what point do Cardiff think to themselves, it's not working? Was it maybe on 35 crosses or 40? Because they just couldn't get past us in that style. Yeah, it was interesting that there was uh, a criticism we've often levelled at Reading managers in recent years of uh, no plan B. It was uh, stick it in the mixer and uh, someone will get on the end of one of them, um, except no one was getting on the end of any of them, apart from the odd chance here and there that we dealt with. So um, it, it, the time it did feel a little nervous uh, to, to be watching because you're thinking, yeah, we keep letting these crosses come into the box like it only takes one touch but the touch never came so yeah you would have thought that he maybe would have changed it up a little bit but uh, I've, I've got a sneaking suspicion that he's not necessarily uh, doing that well there at the moment kind of strange though Alex how they had so many crosses but Keith or Moore didn't really have that much of a part in it did he no I think Josh Lauren and uh, Liam Moore pretty much just Put him out of the game, didn't they? They kind of had him in his pocket, in their pocket, the whole match uh, between them. They, neither of the uh, neither of them really ever gave more uh, any space in the box, and all their chances, which did come from headers, were coming from other players. Um, Aidan Flint obviously had a, had a decent chance in the in the box, uh, and I think McGuinness had a chance like, quite early on before before we took the lead from a header as well. But yeah, from all their crossing there wasn't really any big chances for them which actually resulted from any of those crosses um and as you say they didn't really have any kind of plan b um it was it, it was very kind of it was it was pretty poor to be honest watching cardiff it was surprising uh, a lot of the reaction well some of the reaction from cardiff fans has been that they played very well and i think in reality they were pretty awful you can see why they're down in the bottom five and if McCarthy gets sacked I think they've lost five of the last six now if he mm. gets sacked they haven't he hasn't really got a leg to stand on at the moment because they're, they're just going backwards under him yeah I mean I was really surprised when they thought they played so well because yeah they had a hell of a lot of crosses a ridiculous amount of crosses but we had 50% possession and we had the one moment of quality which we will come on to later but wasn't much that happened in the first 25 minutes apart from Cardiff crossing the ball into the box. Us looking quite tired, essentially. I don't think we had much energy yesterday, which is not a surprise with our very limited squad. But in the 30th minute, they did have a chance for Cardiff City, Dave. A header from McGuinness. I think it was probably going wide, but decent save from Southwood. Yeah, he made sure, which I'm never going to be mad about. Um, the the angle in real time, it looked like it was on target. The one from behind the goal, post maybe wide, but uh, he made sure. And I think it was um, kind of an indication of what was to come from him. He was uh, he was very much up for the game uh, with Southwood. And I think the header itself was decent. It was a decent chance, but probably the lad would would hope that he would uh, get a bit bit more on target uh, from from position he was in. 
yeah it was around this time that we moved swift a little bit deeper and we started to get a bit more into the game a bit more control a bit more passing alex yeah once swift kind of took over he didn't necessarily drop right back into that um into that two of drink water and uh Dele Bashiri necessarily but he dropped kind of deeper back than than ajaria and and Hoyler especially um and it became more of a four three three almost um with with Hoyler and Ajaria kind of playing off off of Pushkas, um, and it, it was about the same time that Hoyler kind of pushed up, and he was playing alongside. At least when we were putting the ball up to them, he was playing alongside Hoyler almost, and it almost felt like we were playing two up top with Ajaria kind of just floating between the three of Delhi Bashiri, Drinkwater, and Swift, and the two strikers um, at points. Uh, once Swift, yeah, once Swift got on the ball deeper, we did seem to have a bit more control and. I think there was one point where we, we took control of the ball probably for 70, 80 seconds, knocking the ball around in the Cardiff half before they, they kind of forced us back and then Swift picked out that, that um, long ball pass. Yeah, which then led to the header from the uh, Cardiff City defender. Yadam going up for the cross, obviously outdone by the Cardiff defender there. But it falls to Junior Hoyler. Um, he had a lot of work to do there, Dave, but that is a quality finish, isn't it? It really is. It, it showed kind of, well, when he was coming in, people were saying, well, what has he done recently? But he, he is very experienced in the championship and everything else. Um, that was an experienced uh, bit of attacking play, shall we say. It was it was clearly something that um, he, he didn't have a clear open sight of goal, but he knew how to make it, like fashion it into a chance, as, the, as you would say. And the finish was great. It was just out of reach of the keeper into that bottom corner and uh, no celebration, but we'll let him off given how long he was there. Yeah, 173 games, I think he played for Cardiff City. Oh. It's the return of the exhale, Alex, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's just the way it normally happens no. against us. I'm sure all fans of all clubs think this, but that must have been a sickening feeling for Cardiff there. If you score, you need to celebrate. That's just the, it's just the rule. I'm sorry, um, ex club or not, but yeah, it, to see a player leave on a free and then come back three months later and uh, net a net a winner in a one nil game, it's it's got to be pretty pretty uh, nasty. But Reading have had it happen many times to them before, and probably will many times in the future. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not really gonna worry about it too much from a Cardiff perspective there. And no tears for them, though. No, I agree totally. I mean, I don't know. I think on the celebration thing, I I kind of understand why he doesn't do it, but there is a part of me that thinks, you know, stick it right up them. That's what I say. They, they, let, <laughs> they let you go on a free junior. Go on. Like, yeah. yeah. Although, I, I will say, <laughs> such is the sentiment towards Mick McCarthy right now uh, from their fan base. Some of the tweets I saw were, they were happy for him. They were like, yeah, never given the chance. And then Nick like just shipped him out. And, that, and that's what you get because he's quality. You know, I think they still like him. So fair play to him. Yeah, would have loved to have seen him run over to Mick McCarthy and just give it, <laughs> give it in front of his face a bit. But... Yeah. Oh, that that would yeah, no, that would have made it. That would have completed the day. Just running past him with like the one nil sign would have been just really good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I love that. But there was a late opportunity for... Cardiff City in the first half. Uh, I think it was a free kick comes into the box. Southwood comes to the ball. Now, these contested crosses, 
Southward will come for every single one. That's a positive. You know where you stand. But he is dropping quite a few of them at the moment. And Aiden Flint, I don't know how he misses the chance. He just slips, doesn't he, Alex? Yeah, um, it, it, it almost looks like Aiden Flint's trying to get it onto his preferred foot and he's slipped underneath on the, on the wet turf and scooped the ball miles up over the bar in the end. He, he definitely should have... I mean, minimum, he should have hit the target, even if it was going to get blocked. He should be hitting the target. But in reality, I think if you don't score from there, you're going to be very disappointed as a fan to see to see uh, to see that not go in. Uh, it was a pretty awful shot from Flint. He's a centre back, but he has scored. I think it's five goals this season. He's Cardiff's top scorer. Uh, moving a bit further back onto Southwood, there, as you were saying, he does come for every single cross. And that is one thing that we uh, on this podcast have given him credit for so far, is that you know where you stand with with Luke Southwood and crosses. He is going to come for them, and that is both a negative and a positive, because the negative he does come out and he isn't going to always claim it. We've seen it a few times. We've seen it against Middlesbrough uh, late on against Borough. We've seen it against Peterborough. He scrambled around trying to claim the ball. We've seen it against Cardiff yesterday. He doesn't claim every ball. The positive is, of course, is the defenders know that he's going to be doing that. They are covering for him at the very least. Um, I think it was Yeardom on the line once Southwood does, you know, he does. I think he fumbles it rather than drops it yesterday. It's not, um, I can't necessarily blame him completely because it looked like it was absolutely tipping it down in Cardiff. So, um, you know, potentially there's a little bit of a pass there. But I think that is probably the. It's both one of the positives, but also one of the negatives to his game at the same time. And, um, you know, if he, if he can somehow pick about pick out a method of either punching those clear or claiming them, we're going to have a very, very strong championship keeper on our hands. Yeah, I, I look at him and there's lots of positives, Dave, isn't there, with uh, Southwood? I mean, this is one issue, but... You could list all the things that he's done well. His passing's a lot better. Mm-hmm. His long-range shot, uh, a lot better. <laughs> I would say his instant reflexes are good. And he is not scared to go in when the boots are flying as well, as we'll talk about later. Yeah, he's he's a very proactive goalkeeper. So that, that comes out in going for every cross. That comes for... He'll sprint out and clear a ball. He'll he'll go in at the at the player's feet early, um, which is what you want from a goalkeeper. Everything that we're talking about is valid here um, of things that he needs to watch for, but it, it's something that for a goalkeeper comes with experience. And yeah, he's been up in Scotland. He's he's had his spell up there where he did well, but the Championship is is a unique league and. Uh, for as many times as in training, uh, he's getting crosses into the box to go up and claim. And maybe sometimes they've got those uh, people contesting with him or, or maybe they're using those little bumper things to, to bump into him while he's doing it. That's very different from, let's say, Kiefer Moore going up with, uh, I imagine Kiefer Moore hitting you is like being hit with a brick wall. So um, it'll come for him. He'll start making better decisions, I believe. I definitely think we've got uh, um, the right mentality for a goalkeeper in, in Southwood. One thing that I do really find, having watched Southwood now for the best part of, what is it, for a month, close to a month, um, it, it seems like the defence especially have a lot of confidence in yeah. uh they, they they don't mind him for crosses it doesn't you don't see 
the centre backs turning around screaming at Luke Southwood a lot of, any of the time. You don't see them like deriding him for any mistakes he's made. Um, it, it feels like they're very confident in what he's doing, and they're very you know, it just feels like they are they're on the same page a lot of the time, um, which is it's really good to see that you're not. You're not at odds with your centre-backs because definitely earlier in the season when we had Raphael and Morrison in, in those positions, there was a couple of times when you saw Morrison or Raphael turn around one of them screaming at the other one. So certainly the, the, um, the cohesion between the centre-back pairing, whoever it is, and Luke Southwood seems to be growing game by game. Yeah, totally. And if you look at the stats, 51 crosses... And there's only been an issue with one. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it'd be hard to like really pull him up on that, wouldn't it? Otherwise, he's really put his body on the line, hasn't he? We're, we're probably nitpicking slightly there. but Yeah, we want perfection, don't it was, we? It, we it, was, perfection. it was a big chance. So. Yeah, I'm sure he looks back on it, though, and he's like, oh, I could do a little bit better there. But there's lots of positives there. I don't want to be the person who's kind of like, in any way, trying to say he's not doing well. I'm not that person. Just want to be clear on that. So second half, it just sees exactly the same pattern of play. Cardiff crossing the ball into the box, waiting for some kind of percentage chance to come off. Second ball, there's no real. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say there was a desire, lack of desire from us to move forward. I think part of it was just we're knackered, and we can't actually get up the pitch that most that uh, that much. So let's just sit and absorb it. And we did a pretty good job of it. It's only late on when it came a little bit scary dave yeah i think the the piece that we had here was nasty conditions you know the pitch was probably like a like a farmer's field in places with, with that much rain um trying to try to flo like flowing football forward and and those like nice little passes that Drinkwater has been doing in recent games and, and swift balls as well i think that um it wasn't really going to come off with a team that is clearly very, very tired right now, and understandably so, given that there's no chance for rotation. Um, I think the, the other piece as well is it was kind of working as well. <laughs> like, yes, we were under some pressure, a lot of crosses were coming in, but as we've said, we knew how to deal with them and they weren't changing. So I think a combination of the two meant that we uh, we were quite happy with, with what we were doing. Yeah, totally. Um, what we did see in the 66th minute was the substitution of George Puskas and replaced by Scott Dan. Now, first of all, that's a classic Panovic substitution, isn't it? Take a striker off and put a defender on. But I think we should talk about George Puskas because yesterday it was a classic Puskas display, I thought, Alex. He, he's not really in the game at all. He was in the game but he didn't really ever get in the game if that makes mm. sense he was there on the field right like that's yes, yeah he was there he was definitely um, there <laughs> it's difficult it's difficult to give him much criticism because he doesn't mm. do anything yesterday he I genuinely i can't remember him touching the ball and that's not me exaggerating i just i cannot remember him touching the ball at all in the in the hour he was on the field um is I understand it's a struggle for him to be in the game because the the game, I guess the game plan isn't necessarily to knock it up long to push guess and get him to kind of hold the ball up. Um, that just isn't what the plan is. But I think it, the more you watch of Puskas, the more 
it feels like if Panovic had had his way, George Puskas wouldn't be at the club. He doesn't fit the the style. He doesn't. He isn't. He isn't the type of player that Panovic seems to want in the team or in the in the starting eleven at the very least. Um, and I think realistically, if an offer had come in over summer, which was acceptable, there's there's just no chance he would still be at the club um, because neither neither player or, or you know neither player or club seem to really think that the relationship is working. Um, uh, and if it wasn't, you know, there wasn't so many financial issues and, and squad issues, I, I don't think I don't think it would carry on. I think we would have tried to cut loose, as it were, but. Um, yeah, his performance yesterday it was just non-existent. Whether that's his fault is it's always going to become that's always going to be the overriding question with George Puskas. It's like is it is it Puskas or is it the system? And I don't think we're ever going to get a good answer to that when he's at Reading. I mean, there's a, there's a, an element of both. Um, we're, we're not playing to his strengths. Um, I think that he has adapted his game a little bit to try and hold it up and, and help out. Um, but you can see his frustration rising. Um, the more the ball comes to him, and he yes, he's keeping it up the other end of the pitch, but he's not getting a chance to score, which he desperately needs for his confidence as, as well as uh, you know contribution to the game. Um, he, he had one moment yesterday where I thought he got into a good position and got played in. Um, I forget whether it was a Jarry or a Swift that passed it to him, but he was called offside, and I thought it was very tight. Um, I haven't seen the lines on the pitch uh, view or anything like that, but I think it's first half. Um, he got called offside and, and had, had that played on. That's more to his strength. You know, he, he would have been running into the box. Maybe he could have got a shot away. Maybe he could have got a goal. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it, there's anything wrong with what you just said. Uh, he's He's definitely having a tough time here and uh yeah as you say if if Schwa was fit i don't think he would be getting too many minutes no no i don't think he would be at the moment i i think his link-up play you can see the difference between him and junior hoylet when you notice that when he drops deeper hoylet he can find a pass not like he kill a pass all the time but he just links it up so much nicer and it's much quicker i think puskas has to think about it before he passes I think which, is, which is fine, you know. Hoylet looks like he not wants to play deeper, but he looks like he can play deeper. Whereas when Pushkas comes deep, it always feels like he's forcing himself to go deep and, and to try and like link up play. And it's not something that he really can do necessarily. Whereas Hoylet, it's it's something that he, he could do in his game anyway. He's not having to try and add to his game or adapt his game to be able to do it. Um, he might not be doing it as well as like a Luca Schell, but he can do that to an extent. Um, whereas Puskas is having to try and really force himself into that situation all the time. Yeah, no, I agree. So moving on to back to the game, Cardiff then have a penalty shout, which I don't think was a penalty. I'm sure if you're a Cardiff fan, you probably think it's an absolute stonewaller because why wouldn't you? I mean, you're going to be biased like I would be if it was Reading. But I think Andy Yidden gets there before Keith and Moore. Cardiff are quite desperate by this point. They didn't look like they're going to score. What are your thoughts on it, Dave? Penalty or not? Nah, no penalty. It was um, if if you're going to play the way Cardiff do, uh, you got to pick your lane. You've either got to say, "Well, it's a physical game, and and everyone's uh, able to challenge for everything," or you have to say, "No, it's a non-contact sport, so these things should be called." 
they can't have the best of both worlds. Here, I think, first of all, it's legal. I think that he gets to the ball first. I think that it's it's good. Um, I can see why they, why they called for it, but never a penalty for me. No, I don't think so, Alex, as well, do you? No. I, I, I mean, I've seen, seen a couple of people say it's a, a stonewall penalty and they would have been quite frustrated if that hadn't been given um, for us. But I can't see how... It's a penalty to me. It just looks like Yeardham gets his foot there first and gets ahead of Kiefer Moore. Um, and Moore's just kind of gone over his foot when he's when he's already won the ball. Um, yeah, and to be honest, the, the reaction from the Cardiff fans didn't really. There wasn't. It wasn't a kind of a massive jump uh, from all the Cardiff fans. It only seemed to be from two or three of their players who really seemed to call for it. There, um, it would have been a. I think it would have been a, a bit of a harsh one if it had been given. Yeah, what comes up as the most disappointing moment in the match for me is Baba Rahman has a shot, which is so wide it goes to throwing, but it technically counts as a shot because I would have loved to have won that game with only one shot and one shot on target. That is with the ultimate away day. I mean, it, it, it really, it still slightly irks me. It was actually quite a good opportunity for him as well. He'd managed to get himself into the area. He was probably only about... 10, 12 yards from goal, I think, um, when he took that. It's, it was a little disappointing that he hadn't tested the keeper, as it were. Um, as you say, one shot would have been, one shot, one goal would have been perfect. Uh, so, tested the corner was, flag, Alex. That was yeah, about all he did, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I, I can't remember if he hit it on his right foot um, or his left foot, but uh, it would have been nice to have seen us, seen us go, through, go through the game and just have the one shot, one goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we then see Cardiff build the pressure, and from that straight after the penalty shout, we see a very good save from South uh, Southwood uh, from Rules, which, I don't know, I think he should save this possibly, but it's one of those ones that sometimes you see a goalie let in, and we've seen this from Raphael Dave sometimes, haven't we? Yeah, it's, it's one where... A, a decent keeper will save it, so it's not like, how has he done that? But, you know... We've been following this club in the last five, six years, so we expect these to go in half the time, you know, uh, with, with various personnel in, in between the sticks. So um, I think he does well. I think one of the parts is like as the game wears on, um, as the conditions get worse, as fatigue probably sets in mentally and physically, it's concentration. You know, he's he's kept on the ball and he's he's done well to, to keep it out, yeah. Yeah, we also see Jamari Clark come in for Andy Eden, which is not ideal, Alex, because he was struggling for a good 10 minutes before that he came off, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was sat down for most of that 10 minutes before he came off, in all honesty. <laughs> um, there was a lot of time wasting going on, whether he was injured or not, I think. But um, yeah, Clark, he put himself about a little bit. And he, in all honesty, during the injury time, at the very least, he did, he put, he, push the ball forwards. He know he wasn't necessarily keeping the ball, but he was at least pressuring Cardiff to push the ball backwards towards their own goal. Um, and I think at that point of the game, that's all you could really ask of him. I think he was doing that job, you know, as expected and, and as well as he as well as he could have done. And a ha- as a as an aside, a happy birthday to him as well. Three points. So nice, nice, <laughs> nice bit of uh, knowledge there. But also, we saw a moment when. It should have been a red card. Last week against Middlesbrough, we saw a really soft red card. I think it's for Crooks for Middlesbrough. And I don't think that was really even a yellow card against Southwood. This week, 
it's in the face in the face studs first against southward from collins you also had an elbow at him just a few moments before from across dave how is it not being a red card because that is a shocking decision var would 100 give that as a red yeah var sends him off the dangerous play um i think it's not a red because the referee has just seen from behind two players um going for the ball southward comes out worse uh, you see it in the replay and not slow-mo. You don't need slow-mo. Just watch it back with the angle and Southwood's clearly got the ball. He's clearly going to gather it. There's no chance that the, the players get into it, but he goes in, studs up, um, which, you know, studs up. If you were going to get to the ball, it would have ended in a goal. So you can see why he's gone in in that way. But um, I, I just think that between that and the, the elbow earlier on, Knowing the generation of managers Mick McCarthy's from, I feel like he's been told that keeper's young and inex- inexperienced in this league. Go rough him up a bit. And that's what we've seen. Um, and it's a, a real shiner on his cheek. That's going to probably swell up today, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's that's going to be sore in the morning, isn't it, Alex? I mean, we've all been there studs in the face, haven't we? Yeah, I'm sure we've all, we've all had <laughs> right through the cheek. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely going to wake up with a bit of a black eye this morning. I think he's, um it was you could see it at the end of the game. There's a good photo of it, uh, which got posted last night online, and it's, it's got a very shiny kind of under eye um, on his left hand side. And yeah, I'm quite surprised it wasn't a red card. Um, I don't actually think the ref gave it as a free kick from memory, did he? Because the game carried on. Southwood didn't claim it. In the he game in, on. So I assume it must have been a free kick. Oh, in that case, then ignore me. Yeah. I, I, I thought the game had carried on and the ref hadn't given a free kick at the, that point in time. So um, I feel like if you're giving a free kick there, you really, you're probably going to have to send him off. Mm. Um, I can't see how it's, it's a yellow card offence, particularly. It's It was a pretty dangerous tackle, you know, one inch higher, and he's put a stud through his eye. So it's it, it seems fairly, you know, fairly dangerous. Um and as Dave said, it, it feels like it was a tactic to basically go after Southwood because he's only played four or five games in the championship um, and it didn't necessarily come off. But it, it will be interesting going forward to where we see teams kind of like throw that tactic at Southwood again and just basically try and, you know, rough him up as much as they can because they, they know he's not played many games. One thing that's definitely changed uh, in the last month since the previous international break is our game management. It's really improved with the players that we've now got into the team. And that showed in when we were given 10 minutes of injury time, which I think was fair. I don't think that was unjust at all, sadly. But we managed to kill about three or four minutes of that in the Cardiff corner with just Ejaria and Swift completely bamboozling the Cardiff players who are just running on fumes at that point, like the Reading players, just so desperate to get up the end of end of the pitch. And it was just kind of really nice to see that from the players, Dave. It was, yeah. I've, I've criticised this uh, previously um, prior to the, the turnaround after the last international break that, you know, we'll, we'll maybe need to see out a game. So we're hitting 60-yard passes uh, out of play for a goal kick that comes right back at us and, and, and all of that. Yesterday was the complete opposite of that. And I think if you had to design a footballer to 
waste time in the corner and keep the ball and not be able to have it taken off of him, you pretty much come up with Ivy Ajario. Um, the the way he keeps the ball stuck to his foot and uh, the two, three Cardiff players like hacking away at him and he's just kind of moving it around and then he passes it to Swift who does something as well. Um, I've never been a fan of that tactic until yesterday. Uh, loved every minute of it, really enjoyed it. And um, I, I think that there's a little bit more of a bit of street smarts, as it were, um, to, to be doing that rather than, you know, even when we got the corner, Swift set up and, and was calling to people in the box like, oh, here we go. And then he just played it short to Ajaria again and they kept it in that corner. Just a little bit more of the mental side and, and being a bit smarter with, with running down that clock. Yeah, totally. And it, it was great, isn't it? Because we badly needed that. But still, Cardiff finally had an opportunity from one of those crosses. It's a, I wouldn't say a shank cross. It's overhit cross from Giles. It hits the post. On another day, that definitely goes in, Alex. But it was just meant to be, wasn't it, for us yesterday? Yeah, it, it was just a bit of, you know, it was a bit of good fortune, wasn't it? Um, bounces off the inside of the post. Bounces back off Southwood again. I don't know whether he kind of raises his arm to tip the ball back. He does. And out. Uh, I, I, I want to just real quick jump in and say Southwood gets credit for this. There's two things he does that I've watched in the replay. As it comes back off the post, it's curving inwards. He gets out of the way so it doesn't hit him and go in like we saw last week from, I forget who it was. Uh, that was a team last week where it comes off the keeper. Um, and then he uses his hand to push it away from goal as well. So um, we'll, we'll give him the credit for that. He did well. Yeah, it was very, very quick reactions from Southwood to you know react to it. And I actually think he tips it up onto the post in the first place. Um, Not sure on that. No, no, I don't think so. Not. No. It, either way, the the second after it's hit the post, the reaction from Southwood was very very impressive, very quick um, to to push it back out of danger. Um, it, it would have been unfortunate if they'd scored from a you know after fifty crosses if they'd scored directly from a cross um, and not actually not actually created a chance from it and just scored like a complete fluke. But um, they were you know they they were going to get chances in the game if they have 50, 50 crosses um, it's just one of those things uh, so rather it come from a fluke cross that hits the post than a drop down to you know keep them more from seven yards so yeah that was one defeat in the last 12 matches that we have played against Cardiff City they must really dislike us and hopefully that continues for a long time yet uh, we now have the international break, so that means we'll take a bit of a break from the podcasting world as well. So thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we'll be back, oh, probably with a preview show for a, oh, I can't remember, we're playing Barnsley, aren't we, in the next match, and there will be a monthly review from Matt Williamson. Hope you enjoy that, and uh, thanks a lot for listening. Cheers. <laughs>